So you don't have to know what you're doing. You don't have to know a certain language. You don't have to know what to say. You don't even need to know the people you're going with or why. Uh-huh. It seems like pretty much anybody can do this. You know, <laughs> I do feel like it seems like anybody can do that. You pretty much just have to say, okay. If you're like me, you have a heart for missions and may have already done some missions work yourself but you also see some huge issues in the way missions are being done. Like why are we still sending out monthly newsletters in a digital age when technology allows for instant updates in the palm of your hand? Or why are we convinced that we need to raise two years support before going when all 12 disciples dropped what they were doing and walked away? Or why are we allowing denominations to decide who can and cannot go do what God is calling them to do just because of things they've done in their past? And at what point did we brand following Christ to be a life of scarcity and sacrifice when it's truly a life of abundance and privilege? These are some of the blaring questions in the missions world today. And Watch Missions Live is here to reshape the way you see missions. It's time for missionaries to rise up, create a shift in perspective, a change, a revolution in the way things are done and give you the real story. One of abundance, fulfillment, and privilege. My name is Aaron Jennings, and welcome to Watch Missions Live. Welcome back to Watch Missions Live podcast. Again, we have Evan Brazel on episode three, talking about Haiti. Say hi. Hey, I'm excited to be back, and I'm proud of you. Two out of three with the last name right. This is big things. Yes. I knew I'd get at least two, but I also knew I'd screw it up at least once. <laughs> Just because of the way it's spelled. <laughs> So this episode, we're going to talk about your trip to Haiti. Tell us, like, how long was this trip and what were you going to do? Okay, so Haiti was a fun trip. I um, honestly, if you listen to the last episode, you'll probably notice a trend, kind of the same idea. Um, I just randomly was like, hey, maybe I'll go to Haiti. And I signed up and didn't really know what type of people were going. But um, it was a spring break trip. And so I think it was probably my senior year of college. Um, and I signed up and we left like, uh, maybe on a Saturday and came back the next Sunday. So it was like seven or eight days. Um, and we went to do, um, it was a little bit different than the last trip I went on where this one we were able to do a lot of like direct evangelism. And we did, we went on a lot of prayer walks, um, and attempted to speak to a lot of the locals and just kind of love on them. And then still did some of that VBS type of stuff where we um, went to different schools and led kids and different stuff. Okay. So VBS, putting on Bible schools for the kids. And then for some people that don't know, because it's funny, um, I grew up in a Christian home, church, ministry, heart for God, everything else. And, but I had never actually, I can't recall, but I raced motorcycles for a long time and hit my head a lot. But I can't recall <laughs> hearing about prayer walks where we just walked around the town praying. And so tell us, what were you doing on your prayer walks? Like just explain it for those who maybe have never heard of a prayer walk. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm glad you asked because that was my first experience prayer walking and I was very thrown off going on the trip. Um, I'm okay. a very, yes, exactly. And I'm, a, I'm just a very tangible person. So I wanted to be able to like do something and build right. something dig a hole or you know and feel yeah. like you can look at it and see that I made you dig a hole and baptize people come on <laughs> yes exactly um and so when they said we're gonna go pray walking I was like okay sure here we go 
We're literally and, just gonna walk around praying. I don't get it. <laughs> yes, uh huh. That's exactly exactly how I felt. Um, but I just went for it. And so the first couple times, it literally felt like that. I was like, we were walking around. I um, from the last, if you listen to the last episode, I went to Honduras, and I to everybody takes Spanish. I feel like so I could communicate somewhat there. I don't know anybody who's taken Haitian Creole. So <laughs> no, I had no idea what these people were saying. And I thought that I was going to be able to figure it out, but I couldn't. <laughs> and so I'm like, these people probably think we're nuts. Like we're just a group of Americans walking around talking to, it looks like thin air to them. Right. Um, and I didn't necessarily know what to say, but like, I feel like the gist of it, I guess, backing up is um, we'll walk through different communities and villages and um, just look around at what you see and just pray the Lord's peace over those people and pray his guidance over them and his love over them and whatever is laid on your heart. And so, um, like we mentioned, homeless on the last one, if you are walking past a village and you see a group of homeless kids in the corner, then you can just pray for them. Um, if you see um pregnant mother or whatever it is then you just whatever the lord points out to you you can pray for them and i will say initially it's super weird <laughs> um especially if you're like one of us that just didn't grow up ever hearing about prayer walking right um but as you spend that time with the lord and as you walk around and see um how these people are living their lives and what their daily just like mundane monday looks like um and experiencing that with the Lord, then it just kind of becomes second nature almost. And you're just are walking around having a conversation with the Lord, but it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's ours were never like out loud when we first kind of found people and ended up on a prayer walk. We're like, that was mine. I was like, are we literally just going to walk around praying? Is that yeah. I'm not going to walk uh -huh. around praying out loud. It's just not my style. I'm not going to do it in my head. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to, not going to do it, but I was yeah. well, the whole point is it's intentional time to uh -huh. be focused on, I'm going to go pray for this area. I'm going to seek God with, just go into the world and seek God. That's all it was. You can be walking, you can be driving, you can be, you know, evangelizing to yourself or out loud. It doesn't really matter, right? Uh -huh. It's more of going out and just seeing where God leads you. It's being that open and connecting with God. So it is pretty cool. It <laughs> is. Off, start off praying in your head if you want, if it makes you feel better. But Yeah, that I, I will be, I'm with you. I did that too. I looked around and I was like, okay, I'm just going to like, I'll, I'll pray, but I'm going to do it in my head. It's like baby steps. But it really is. It's just setting apart time. And like, I feel like it's like penciling time in your calendar for the Lord. Like for this, these hours that I'm walking around, it's going to be me and the Lord being intentional. And I'm just going to do what he says and go where he says. And it's, it's an experience, but it's really great once you get used to it. Right. And it's, it's the intentional part that makes it powerful because it mm -hmm. kind of takes the distractions away too. If you try to sit at your house, you know, like I work in my office all the time. If I try to sit down in my office and give God God time, I still have my whiteboards in front of me telling me everything I need to create and do. And I still mm -hmm. have, you know, everything else going on. So it's kind of, it's the, it's the purpose, like you said, of setting that time aside and going for a walk and now saying, all right, Lord, I'm out here. I'm away from everything. Where do you want me to go? And that's, that's always fun. It's always fun. It is. It's really so, interesting to see what the Lord does during that time. Right. <laughs> so in Haiti, you had the prayer walks and then, um, 
And then what else was it you were doing down there? Um, we did, so they also, there's a couple that goes to my church that, um, has an orphanage down there. And so we did a lot of, I mean, obviously they're a very busy couple. They, it's them and they have a couple from, um, Haiti. And then like, I think there was 13 kids that were there. Um, and so we did a lot of just kind of like grunt work around the orphanage, helping clean stuff and do laundry and stuff like that to help them kind of sprinkling type of stuff. Um, and then in the mornings, again, we did a lot of like VBS stuff at different schools. Right. The VBS and the prayer walks and everything else. Yep. Good, good. I like it. Um, so how long have they been down there? Like how long have they had that orphanage and stuff going on? Do you know? Um, I believe I want to say about five years. Theirs is a really cool story, but they were, um, kind of the Lord just put it on their heart out of nowhere that they wanted to move down there. Um, and so they had gone to visit a couple of times and then ended up adopting. Um, uh, I think their oldest one is the first one that they adopted was a little boy. Um, and then through that and through the, how the time just like passed, they decided that this isn't just something that they want to do these long trips and adopt a kid. They want to make this their life and they bought a house down there and then have the orphanage across the street. So Nice. And are yeah. they with a church or something up here? Is that how you got that connection or was it just a person connection? Yes. So, well, kind of both, I guess. Um, they're his sister and her husband go to the church that I go to. And then the church also helps fund a lot of the stuff that they do and support them. Um, so kind of the combo of that, the church is who takes the, um, spring break trip down there every year that I went on. Um, but then the, obviously his sister comes down and visits a lot too. So. Gotcha. Okay. So same thing then let's jump into a God story on this one. Cause that's always my favorite part. That's the whole okay. point here. What, give me a story or a God or something that people would not otherwise hear unless they ran into you or they were there with you? Um, so I think hopefully that you've listened to episode one of this one because um, it'll kind of tie back to there. Um, but actually, I guess it kind of ties into episode two, too. So we'll yeah, speak there. All the episodes. Watch yeah. them all. <laughs> Listen to them all. <laughs> um, but I also do a high school ministry. Um, and like I said at the beginning, I just kind of signed up for this trip. Like, I guess the Lord just kind of put it on my heart and I said, sure, and signed up for it. Um, and so when I got there, it was a bunch of high schoolers, a bunch of their parents, and then one other girl similar to my age that was also in college or just right out of college and had to kind of felt the same way that she was just like, I'll try it and see. Um, and so I spent a lot of time with these high school girls. Um, and in the, while we were in Haiti, there's a bunch of amazing things that happened, but this was not the first time that I had been out of the country and I had to experience things like this, but it was the first time that these girls had experienced this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I remember when I looked at the list and I thought, why am I going with these people? Like, why is this happening? Like, I was excited for it, but I was like, this just seems like, this is weird. Like, why does the Lord call me on this trip? When I looked at it, I'm like, I don't speak the language. I don't really know anything about Haiti. I had to Google where it was. <laughs> um, and then I was looking at it. I was like, I don't even really know. Like, I know more high schoolers than most people my age because of the ministry I do. And I don't even know the girls going on this trip. So I'm like, this is weird. <laughs> but um, through that, I was with a bunch of high schoolers, some with their parents and some are not, who 
were experiencing like very difficult things seeing how these other kids their age or kids younger than them lived and I was able to minister to them and I remember um one night I just went into my room to grab something and I could hear somebody crying and I was like oh this sounds bad (laughs) um and so I like poked my head and I was like hey is everything okay and um as the night like transpired I got to have um just another great like heart to heart one-on-one conversation with this girl. And she just talked about how, um, she has a very, very broken home and, um, has all this like hurt and sin in her life. And she's like, I always thought that like the Lord could never use me and that he would never love me because of all this stuff. But like, I see what's happening here and like how these people are treated just because of who they are and the life that they live. And like, God is clearly loving them and using them anyways. And I think that this gives me hope for me. And so I was just able to like sit there with her through that and like talk her through that and work through that. And all the time I was like, this is exactly why I'm here. Like I still don't speak Asian Creole and I still have not learned it, but I learned how to prayer walk and I learned how to love high schoolers or I was able to use my skills from, experienced high schoolers before in that setting to help them walk through that and it was kind of incredible so so you don't have to know what you're doing you don't have (laughs) to know a certain language you don't have to know what to say you don't even need to know the people you're going with or why Uh it seems like pretty much anybody can do this (laughs) you know i do feel like it seems like anybody can do that you pretty much just have to say okay and then there you go (laughs) And I love it. Like when you said that, you're like, well, God was telling me. And I just said, okay, that (laughs) flashed me right back to when we started our ministry because Uh God had called me to like, we, we, my wife and I, when we were dating, we had jobs, we had our own houses and everything else. And, um, I had a big house, dream house was a police officer and God's like, sell it, move to Thailand, help this pastor. And my response was, all right, I'm in. (laughs) Yeah. And I brought it up to my wife now, we were dating at the time, just as feelers. I didn't tell her yet. You know, I mean, we're still dating and everything else. But I was Uh like, what would you think if we just, I don't know, sold everything and went, traveled the world? And she goes, that might be fun. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. So when you were like, I just said, okay. I was like, that's exactly what we said. We were just like, okay, let's do it. And it's awesome. (laughs) It is. It's really like that just shows you that can be the beginning of like so many great things and you don't have to even have the slightest clue like how the Lord's going to use that okay or that could be fun, but yeah. clearly he's going to. He just needs that willingness. Right. And, and that's like one of the biggest things Watch Missions Live is all about is telling people this is not a scarcity thing. This is not a sacrifice thing. It was an amazing trip every single time. Mm-hmm. Every time. We grew as a person, we helped people or got helped by people, and it was just like the greatest experiences. Yeah. Even it's funny because like you saying that you can you can sit there and walk through the minutes of every trip and talk about how like, okay, maybe you got car sick or you right. got uh you lost a baggage or something like this. Um and there's there's gonna be bumps in the roads. You can talk about how we showered out of a pipe with cold water. <laughs> And like all kinds of different stuff. But when you ask people about the trip, that's never what they talk about. Like, it's never like, 
oh, it was like this, you know, really grueling thing that I just had to like bite my teeth and get through. Like there's never one person that I've talked to, especially myself included, that has been not thought every second of it was amazing. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, it has been fun talking to you for three whole episodes in three different, um, say three different countries since, you know, U.S., Honduras, Haiti. That's true. <laughs> so I appreciate your time and for being on here and giving us the, uh, the stories and, and the conversation. Yes, I have really enjoyed it. It's been a great time and I hope that everybody listening has enjoyed it also. So. Yep. Yep. Well, we will let you go for now and let everybody get back to their days, but thank you for listening to the Watch Missions Live podcast. And if you just jumped in and grabbed episode three, you need to jump back and watch or listen to episodes one and two as well. And we'll catch you guys on the next one. Hey, thank you for your time. Please remember to rate and subscribe. After being a full-time missionary, I got tired of people looking at me like it must be really hard to do what you do. And they'd say things like, I'd love to be able to do something like that, but insert excuse. When the real reason was because they saw what we were doing as a sacrifice. That to do missions work, they would have to give up everything that quite honestly was forcing them to do things they didn't like for people they couldn't stand so they could afford things that they didn't need. The truth is, as full-time missionaries, it was one of the few times in my life when I was truly fulfilled. It was the closest to God I'd ever been debt-free, not stressed, and living the life of an adventure I'd always wanted. If you too believe that it's time for a change, then head over to watchmissionslive.com and join the revolution.